Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Lawrence Charlie Thompson. How's it going today, Charles Chuck Lawrence Charlie Thompson? Uh, according to the live group, I'm an authoritarian F-face Chuck. That's fine, too. We could do that. Look, I can handle the heat. All yeah, right? we know that. If you couldn't handle the heat, you wouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> Yeah, everyone ought to go join join GML.com, join the Fed Haters Club, so you can hang out and you can either uh, sing Charlie's praises or you can try to make him end his own life. It's one or the other. Either either one of those two things. There's essentially no middle ground between those two things. And both are plausible. Yeah, either one can happen <laughs> these days. Who knows? Uh, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. So smash that follow button, the subscribe button. Find us on all of your socials and hit retweet and share and all that. That is how we get this message out to the masses. Change of one mind at a time. It just takes one person that refuses to lie to bring down a tyranny. Mm. If I were to botch a quote right then. Uh, so we've got a few things to talk about today, Charlie. We I don't have a story pulled up, but I just saw on Twitter before the show that uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, they uh, dropped the, the campaign finance charges against him. So he's uh, freed. Well, on that, there are still fraud charges mm. out there, but the campaign finance part being dropped. And of if, course. Listen, I haven't read the story. I said I just saw this before the show. I wonder if that means good, they don't have to go in to detail and subpoena people and get testimony and people under oath on how all this campaign finance stuff took place and who was involved with that. Uh, so I'm sure that's not the reason that it happened. I'm sure they just didn't have any legal standing to do of what course. they what they wanted to do. Of course. Um, now, if it was Trump, those <laughs> campaign anyone, finance charges anyone, would like stick. If, if we were to use, a, like if, if it was Peter Thiel or something like that, some type of uh, famous Elon investor. Musk. Yeah. I don't think they'd be letting it go so easily. Mm. But I I haven't read the story on it. I don't know what the details are. Innocent until proven guilty. It just seems suspicious. It it's a little it's a little suspicious. Okay. Uh the the main things that we're gonna talk about today are gonna be, be involving your labor and uh how much money you're getting paid and whether or not you're a wage slave. Mm. And uh, if we need to raise the minimum wage to try and help out with that. And uh, to get you better jobs, if we need to... So then, would you still be a wage slave, even if you raise it? You're just a higher you know, paid slave? Technically, you're still a slave, I think. That's <laughs> how that works. As long as you have to Look, provide... I'm just here asking questions. I know. I don't know the answers. As long as you have to provide value to others in order to extract value from them, you're a slave in my mm. book. Yeah. That's, just, uh, that's just the truth right there, if you're talking to Bernie Sanders. So speaking of Bernie Sanders, by the way, he introduced new legislation to raise the minimum wage to $17 an hour. It's the fight for 15. Yes. The, uh, the fight for fit with inflation, the fight for 15 wages on. Yes. It is now $17. And so accounting for inflation, that's what we have to go for. And he'd be trying to raise a federal minimum wage up to that, which of course the federal minimum wage has stayed at seven twenty-five per hour and all the minimum wage workers are just out there making poverty wages which almost no one makes yes uh bernie says 
In the year 2023, a job should lift you out of poverty, not keep you in it. Today, with another representative, 29 Democratic senators and nearly 150 representative representatives, I introduced legislation that would raise the federal minimum wage to $17 an hour by 2028. The time for Congress to act is now. All right, estimated to benefit nearly 28 million workers or 19% of the working population. Uh, the raise the wage act of 2023 would raise the federal minimum wage to $17 per hour over five years, eliminate the tipped sub minimum wage over seven years, eliminate the seven minimum wage of workers with disabilities over five years and eliminate the seven minimum wage for youth workers over seven years. This is effectively his uh, attempt at destroying as many jobs as he possibly can. Uh, so if you are a and buying as many votes as possible. Absolutely. He's, <laughs> he says this is estimated to benefit Democratic campaigns uh, because 28 million workers would get a raise, as is what that essentially means. Uh, he said 725 an hour federal minimum wage is a starvation wage. You know, we got a lot of people, you know, look around, just people starving to death in the United States, okay? He talks about tipped wages in here, and that, the point that we always make and will continue to make is, I'm sick of people pretending like tipped workers make less than the minimum wage. All right. And actually, if you do, you really suck. Yeah. You're terrible at your job. Yeah. And you should get a different job where you have a, a guaranteed wage. If you're not good enough to make more than that, then you don't need to be waiting tables or doing tipped wages anyway. There wasn't, I don't think there was a single shift where I made less than $20 an hour. No. I mean, even the, that was odd. Seven. Even if it were a really bad, let's say you made less than 20, did you ever make less than the minimum wage? Waiting tables? Not once. No. I never have. Maybe some people have, but you really, you need to go get a, a guaranteed minimum wage job if, if that's what you're worried about. And so a large portion of the amount of people that they say make the minimum wage or below or whatever are people who actually make more than that, but they don't declare all of it. And it doesn't show up in the stats as we've gone through in the past. Uh, the $7.25 an hour. I mean, I claimed all mine. Oh, yeah. I did too, of course. But I heard that there are some people who don't claim all of their tips. Yeah, mm -hmm. those people. Yeah. The uh, seven twenty-five an hour minimum wage is a starvation wage that no one makes. He didn't say that. We did. It must be raised to a living wage, at least $17 an hour. In the year 2023, your job should let you out of poverty, not keep you in it. At a time of massive income and wealth inequality and record-breaking corporate profits, we can no longer tolerate millions of workers being unable to feed their families because they are working for totally inadequate wages. <clears throat> now, why... Uh, is let's say let's say 725 an hour. Let's pretend like a bunch of people make that. All right. Now there's so many issues with this, but let's pretend people are making 70, 725 an hour. At one point in time, 725 an hour was enough. Okay. Why was, is it not now? That was raised from 515. Mm-hmm. I lost my first job because the minimum wage went from like 550 to 650 in Illinois. Mm. Got fired from my first job because of that. Used to have three people on the floor. He went down to two, and of, I got cut out because of one Washington. Mm -hmm. It was an Illinois, you know, rule at that time. And that's the other thing: people in really high, really you know, high cost areas. You think they're making seven twenty five an hour? 
34 states have their own minimum, minimum wages that are above the federal minimum wage. So then you're down to only 16 states that are still at the federal minimum. But then most of your workplaces have their own minimum wages that are above the minimum wage, like McDonald's, which started there is now at 11. And I believe Walmart did the same thing around 11. And I think Target and others are doing it at 15. And yeah, Amazon's 15. Amazon's 15. And so we're still pretending like there's a there's just so many people making 725 an hour because the federal minimum wage is 725 an hour. But that's it's not the case. Also, we've talked we talked about this back during the fight for 15 and everything else. It's never going to be enough. This is going to keep going. You know, it'll be 17 for this lead pieces legislation if Bernie Sanders last you know, lasts another four years. He'll introduce something else and raise it to 20. <laughs> and if he's still alive and four years after that, it'll be the fight for 25. You know, it's never going to be enough. No. This will keep going and going and going and going. As we've been saying for like five years, the minimum wage is a dog chasing its tail. How long have we been doing this podcast? Like four years? Four or five years, something like, like four that. Four years now. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess if you count the Big Freedom Show part of this sure, podcast, yeah. it's been five years. Yeah. Same thing. And we were doing our Facebook videos for a while before we actually mm-hmm. started the podcast. So it, yep. it, Nina's little, already fighting for 25. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's never going to be enough. I love the thing going around showing her. It's like one of those defiant L's things, like the hypocritical posts, but it basically shows her saying that it's got to be 25, and it shows her trying to hire campaign staffers at $15 an hour like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, so do as I say, not as I do. I saw really... F- but, you know, she didn't have enough money to pay people $25 an hour. And so she couldn't afford to pay them whatever wage she's trying to force others, but everyone else that she's trying to force to pay that, well, they can afford to do that. And what actually ends up happening, if they can't afford to pay it, either people get fired or they'll raise their prices. Or they'll never get hired. Yeah, or the businesses will cease to exist. Those are the things that can happen. But there's no free lunch here. That, this is the way it's going to be. Either people get fired, they don't get hired, the, the uh, employers will go out of business, or they got to raise all their prices to make more money to account for it, which raises the prices in the economy, which then makes that minimum wage not worth whatever they call a living wage anymore. Mm. That's just the way it is. If you're making the absolute minimum that people get paid, you're going to struggle versus people who make more than that. It's just a fact of life, and it always will be. Mm. I saw another funny hypocritical um, tweet mash today. Yeah. It was this girl who said score one for Rand Paul's neighbor back in 2017 or whatever. Yeah. And then just a few months ago talked about how the people who were celebrating, you know, the attack on Paul Pelosi and mm-hmm. other things like how sick that is. And pretty, that's, that's who they are. Pretty common. That's who these people are. Yep. Yeah, but, but they could never imagine doing something like that. Yeah, but she's <laughs> you forgetting, Charlie, that she's, oh, she's, she's right. right. That's right. You know, she's so, right. So that's the big difference. Mm-hmm. There's not a double standard Mm-mm. when you're right and the other person's wrong. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, Charlie, on a completely unrelated note, tell me about this story right These here. These have nothing to do with no, each they, other. In fact, this is a hard transition to a completely different separate topic. topic. So yeah, I'm sorry. Switch your brain. To something totally different. Chipotle. Chipotle. How do you want to say it? It's, oh. it's that quasi-Mexican restaurant where you get the burritos or bowls. 
They're testing a robot that can prepare avocados to hmm. make guacamole faster. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wait, that, that seems related to the last post nope, a little this bit. this is totally unrelated. Okay. Don't try to put these things together, Nate. Well, but Chipotle, of course, they pay their workers seven twenty-five an hour. Mm. Is um, oh no, wait, they raised it to fifteen two years ago. Uh, yeah, huh? Yep. And so now they're gonna get a robot to mm. replace something that workers are spending a bunch of time doing. Has nothing to do with the other, though. No, no, it doesn't at all. Chipotle Mexican Grill has developed a robot that can cut, core, and peel avocados using its guacamole. As the restaurant industry faces a sustained labor shortage. Today it takes... Now, why is the restaurant industry facing a sustained labor shortage? Um, because people are lazy. That's one reason. <laughs> What's your reason? What's the main reason? I don't know. I can't think of anything. Because, okay. Capitalism? Well, restaurants make very little money. Mm. It's very hard to have a successful restaurant. The margins are really thin. And... Uh, they can get shut down all the time, right? And so when you, especially during COVID and stuff, when you start to lose money, well, you can't hire people at the higher wage yeah, yeah. that you need to bring in to help out. So you just don't hire them. And then you find other ways around your labor shortage. Today, it takes roughly 50 minutes to make a batch of Chipotle's guacamole, but the avocado unveiled Wednesday could cut the prep time in half. The fast casual chain developed the collaborative robot or cobot, that's what they're calling it, in partnership with Vibu Labs, a California-based robotics startup. Chipotle also announced Wednesday that its $50 million venture arm, Cultivate Next, is investing in Vibu. Financial terms weren't disclosed. The announcement came uh, come as the company and its rivals have experimented with robotics and other forms of automation. The broader restaurant industry is struggling with a shrinking workforce and rising wages. The broader restaurant industry is struggling with a shrinking workforce and rising wages. But you know what's important here, Charlie? The totally unrelated. The workers that remain employed are making $15 an hour. As wage slaves. <laughs> Chained. And they are very happy about that. Yeah. But of course, as I tweeted out this morning, the real minimum wage is zero because if you're not worth what the restaurant is being forced to pay you uh, or if they can get something to do it for cheaper, and right now robots have not unionized, uh, then people will move in another direction. Do you think there will be a robotics union? They're, they're going to do something with... Ro I, I mean, clearly the robots themselves are not going to unionize, but once we move into more and more automation. Um, you're right. The look you just gave me when I said they're not going to unionize. I mean, you in the future, know. we're going to look at robots as if they have rights and as people eventually. Maybe mm. not in our lifetimes, but eventually we will look at them as essentially human beings and we will have debates over the slavery of the robots. Mm. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. We won't, but maybe our kids will. I'm not sure. Listen uh, how cool this thing is. How Chipotle's Autocado, so it's cute, Autocado, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. to prepare avocados using the Autocado, Chipotle employees load up the device with a full case of the ripe fruit. The, the Autocado can hold up to 25 pounds at one time. Then the machine vertically orients the avocados, slices them in half, and removes their cores and skin. 
A bowl at the bottom collects the fruit, which employees can then hand mash and mix with the rest of the guacamole ingredients. Plus, you're saving employees from potentially cutting My their God. hands. And This thing is going to be super dangerous in the robot-human wars. Mm. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I do not want to tangle up with this thing. On, now look at this. On top of saving time and labor costs, the robot could also cut food waste. That's good. If the chain deploys the avocado across its footprint of more than 3,200 locations, it could help save millions of dollars on avocados annually, the company said. Despite those savings, guacamole will probably still cost customers extra. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been testing out automation for other kitchen tasks. Since September, one of the company's California locations has been using Chippy, an autonomous tortilla chip maker created by Miso Robotics. Um, we've got a few more months of that restaurant test before we'll officially make the decision whether there's any more refactoring that needs to be done or whether Chippy is ready to go into a different restaurant. Notice what he said there. They're not, they're not saying, hey, we, we're testing this out and it's not working, so we're going to not deploy it. It's like, hey, we're testing this for a few more months to see if we need to work out any other kinks before we actually go deploy it at other restaurants. Yeah. It's coming. It is. It is. And, uh, of course, like I said, I mean, there are people there that are making 15, but they're coming. <laughs> it's going to replace people. Uh, because people are getting too expensive to employ. And then what are we going to do with those unemployed people? And now we've got a $17 an hour minimum wage, which is, which is not actually going to happen, but uh, we got, we got the minimum wage in your state uh, that they have to account for. We're just going to put them on the government dole, which but is going to come from all of our money from the people who are working. Look, this is nothing mm. new. Anybody who works in manufacturing knows that robots have been at play for Oh, yeah. A long time. We've been doing automation for 150 years now. Yeah. I mean, the sophistication now that they have in manufacturing is just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's going to, you know, you're going to keep finding ways to innovate and improve the process. So, I mean, McDonald's did it with humans, right? They took the, they took the restaurant experience, or back then it was the, the car hop experience, and they literally created systems in place to make food faster, to make it uh, more reliable, to get the same amount, or I'm sorry, to get the consistency that people would expect no matter what McDonald's you go to. And they created the first fast food chain. Um, assembly that, line. Assembly line, yeah. Mm -hmm. With food. And so this has been going on for 100 years now. Quite some time. Yeah. And uh, of course, there's just going to be more and more. And Charlie, the Socialist Party of Great Britain put out this PSA to let everyone know that you are a wage slave. Now that sounds like a controversial analogy, in my opinion. God, that picture of Marx at the bottom just... <sighs> no, I mean, I, I, need, I need you to know this, Charlie. I do not agree with people comparing things to slavery. <laughs> I think that that is wrong. Slavery was very, very violent and terrible and one of the worst things that's ever happened in human history. How can you compare wages on. to chattel slavery? I know. You're making money and you can leave if you want to. This and you can mockery. go somewhere else. This is the most racist post I have ever seen. And I'm sure everyone's going to be jumping all over that. You know, of course they are. Nina probably responded multiple times to this. Oh, I movie. know. I know. Uh, they say you're a wage slave. You spend the majority of your existence working, not by choice, but because you are coerced under the threat of becoming impoverished, hungry, and homeless. 
And we just can't. like dogs. I mean, they <laughs> are <clears throat> domesticated human dog food slaves. Yes. Because without that's uh, they would just be roaming the wild. You spend the majority of your existence working, not by choice, but because you're coerced. Now, you don't have to. There's a lot of people who don't work. All right. In fact, the common number is of 500,000 people that are homeless. Okay. And then there's a lot of other people who don't work who still are on government money and aren't homeless. Okay. So you're coerced. And how are you coerced under the threat of becoming impoverished, hungry, and homeless? How do you not be impoverished, hungry, and homeless? Other people would have to work to provide you with things. Okay. So if you're hungry, well, other people are going to have to farm and grow food and ship it to you so you can have it. Or if you're homeless, other people are going to have to build houses and make furniture and, and do all these things that go into a house. And if you have to exchange any value with them whatsoever, then that is coercion. Slavery. Yes. Instead, those people should just do it for you and you shouldn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Just trying to break down what they're saying in the first also, two, by the way, two sentences. Here's a newsflash. You don't have to work at a job. No. You can farm yourself. You can build your own house. Sure. And I know you probably still have to pay property taxes, but that's the government's fault. Mm. Now you're a tax slave. Can we say that? No. Absolutely not. Only wage oh. slaves exist. Okay. Only wage slaves. That's, I'm sorry. Only things. I didn't mean that slipped out. Only things where you can leave anytime you want and you can also just choose not to do anything and take money from other people are slavery. Okay. Everything besides that. The things where if you don't do it, they'll put you in prison or kill you. Those are not slavery. No. Okay. I just want to draw the distinction here. Very different things. I just. You know, I'm, I'm to the point. I said this about businesses when they keep raising the minimum wage. I hope all businesses close down. <laughs> you know, I say this about, you know, women complaining about men. I hope all men quit. I hope they stop <laughs> building houses. I hope they stop working on the sewer. I hope they stop with the HVAC systems. I hope they stop all the things that men do. I hope they stop. And then we'll see how nice society looks after that. And the same way with this, you know, you just. Can trans women keep doing those things? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And then, you know, could say I could say the same thing about men too, the men who complain about women. I hope all the women quit. Yeah. Stop nurturing. Stop stop uh providing the the talent. Stop making sandwiches. Stop making stop washing the dishes. Yeah, I'll just say what you're thinking, Charlie. Stop and, doing the laundry. And see what society don't looks like then. Mop the floor and see how long that lasts. Stop being a mom. You know, and I, I say the same thing about <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to get torn up for this one. I could say the same thing about this too, which is like, all right, you know, all the businesses are now closed. So you're no longer going to be a wage slave. Yeah. So now what are you going to do? I don't know. You know, you there's not even any food for your wife to make for you. <laughs> She's got to quit by default. <laughs> So How now, is she going to work when there's no mops to buy? <laughs> because the mop makers, no one made them. Yeah, you know they all went out. Yeah, I'm calling for a life like a general life strike. Everyone's just everyone quit. just quit everything. Do you have any Kool Aid and, that people can drink? Maybe and then <laughs> the people. 
I think we'll create a better society because the people who survive that after everyone goes on strike will be the society will be the, the most coveted created society ever known. Okay. Until we need another reset in a couple hundred years. I'll try anything once. <laughs> um, a couple other dumb things in here. You and your employer are in conflict. Their profits will generally rise as your wages fall or stagnate. Now, who's ever had their wage go down at a job? Not very many people. I mean, literally, you're like, oh, we've been paying you uh, $8 an hour. We're going to reduce your wage to seven fifty an hour. I think the most people who probably see it are in sales. <clears throat> well, yeah. Like, typically, if you... If you sell a lot, then they'll start to dwindle your commission. Mm -hmm. um, and it happens to some people. Some people get demoted. Um, that does happen. But for the most part, most companies, that's not happening. You're typically getting at least a cost of living raise every year. To you, having an employer is essential to survive. To them, you're just another source of labor from which they can profit. Now, you, you are. To them, you're only useful if you generate profits. If you can't make them money or someone else will toil harder or longer than you for the same wage, then you can be disposed of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? So if someone else is willing to work the job and, and you're not, and you, so you can be fired, what, what about the person who's okay with working the job? Slavery. Like, do you have more rights than they do? It's just slavery, Nate. That sounds like slavery, yeah. of course. Um, you're only useful if you generate profits. Yes, th this is not a jobs program, okay? What, Walmart is trying to make money, and they do that by providing things to people. If they don't provide things to people that are more valuable to them than the money that they have in their pockets, then they're not, then they're not going to make any money. But if, they, if you hire someone, and every time you hire someone, you lose money on that person then you'll go out of business. You must make money from the person or at least break even and maybe they're like a family member or something like that. I don't know. Money is just a social construct part of the, the, the patriarchy <laughs> and slavery. Yes, all those things. Mm -hmm. um, there was one more. Okay. I wanted well, to go back real quick and read the bottom because this is, oh, the, this is the plan. Where to go? Here. You're not alone in this struggle. There are around 3 billion workers just like you worldwide forced to work or suffer the consequences. Together, you can take possession of this planet's natural resources and take control of the workplaces and put an end to this, just like they did in the Soviet Union. <laughs> just like that. And the rise of the USSR. You can take possession of this planet's natural resources? Take control of the workplaces. I thought possession was a bad thing. I thought yeah. that's what we were fighting against over here. Just like John Lennon was. <sighs> Imagine. No possessions? <laughs> no religion, too? <laughs> Hard to imagine. <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to go through a couple things involving uh, manufacturing and industries. By the way, the GDP came out today. It was higher than expected. I think it was like 2.4% or something hmm. uh, for Q2. Um, also, government spending went up 2.6%. Um, which is part of GDP. It's 35% of the GDP number right now is um, government spending. Mm. Um, but anyway, not that that matters. Doesn't, doesn't really matter. Uh, there's uh, the Taiwanese Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, or TSMC, heretofore referred to as, um, is demanding that taxpayers cover the higher costs of making semiconductors in Arizona. 
And the reason I want to talk about this, it's a great article from Reason, but uh, we had this CHIPS Act, right? And we put uh, a lot of billions of dollars, I don't know, like $50 billion or 50, 60, I don't remember what it was. And we're going to support chip manufacturing here in the U.S. Well, TSMC is saying it's too expensive to make chips in the U.S. And we need you guys to cover the cost. Now they're talking about getting money from the CHIPS Act. And they also, they want more money because they're finding that it's even more expensive to do business in the U.S. than they previously thought. They've already got one plant. They're building another one, which, by the way, Biden took credit for. They actually announced the plant. And uh, let me see, back in June of 2020, they announced the, uh, the plant. Uh, but Biden took credit for it in December of 2022 when they uh, had their big groundbreaking or whatever it was. Uh, but anyway, they're saying that it's too expensive. And they didn't, they didn't say it was wages or anything like that. Um, they said... They don't see access to capital as a barrier either to growth in the U.S. Specific factors making the project more expensive include federal regulatory requirements that have increased the project's scope and cost. Hmm. And they're finding that those are four to five times more expensive, making it four to five times more expensive to do business in the U.S. That's just weird. Than it was in previous places. And it's not even just wages because in the grand scheme of things, uh, those can be a small portion when you're talking about spending 40 to $50 billion dollars to uh, build out these plants and do your manufacturing here. And so they're wanting the taxpayers to come in and foot the bill to cover the costs that are imposed on them by the government. And so then the government's going to impose the cost and then take money from the taxpayers and give it to the company so they can offset the cost that the government imposed on the company. By regulation. Through regulations. So it's not just the regulations are going to cost you money through higher prices of your products. They also cost you money because now they're giving money to businesses to offset the cost of the regulations. You do the math. That's great. And I wanted to point to this one thing before we get out of here. Joe Biden posted this today or one of his, um, one of his nurses did. Uh, <laughs> said, since President Biden took office, manufacturing has boomed, including... 22,000 new jobs in Michigan, 15,000 new in Arizona, 32,000 new in Georgia, 28,000 new in Pennsylvania, 20,000 new in Wisconsin. And Joe Biden says this is made possible. Those are strange states to pick. <laughs> Joe Biden said this is made possible by our historic investments. I'm glad that you picked up on that immediately. Um, what was that? Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona? Hmm. I mean... I'm, I'm sure there nothing. It's not what you're thinking, Charlie, which is mainly a conspiracy theory. Uh, but what, but what I had to say in response to that was correction. This is mandated possible by the government's continued looting of your income and redistribution to handpick corporations offering taxpayer funded jobs to taxpayers in swing States. <laughs> that is what's happening. It's so obvious. They take your money. They get corporations to go to swing states. They use your money to pay for these companies to come to those states to get jobs and offset the cost of their own regu regulations in literally specific states where Donald Trump went to court over whether or not there was election <laughs> interference or whatever. Okay. All brought to you by Biden. <laughs> yes. He's the one that brought these jobs to your state. <laughs> 
It's so obvious. They're not even hiding it. You might as well have Look a list that. of swing states <laughs> to put <laughs> up there. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, that'll do it, folks. That's yeah. all you need to know right there. <laughs> just look at that beautiful picture. If you're not watching, you're just listening. You got to go to YouTube. Uh, make sure you subscribe on there as well. And so you can get the video. You can see Nate's beautiful face and uh, all the beautiful slideshows that he puts together for everyone. Every day is a new slideshow. Every day. Mm -hmm. This man works his fingernails completely off his hands. My fingernails to the bed. To the bed. <laughs> That's right. Yep. All right, if you enjoyed it, share it, share it around. Smash that subscribe button. Go to joingmail.com to be part of the Fed Haters Club or the Chuck Haters Club, whichever one you want. It's the same link, joingmail.com. <laughs> Go to godhatesfeds.com and pick up some merchandise or there's a link there as well for the Fed Haters Club or Chuck Haters Club. And uh, if you do all that, we will be back again tomorrow for some Dumb Bleep of the Week. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty. Liberty.